Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of FKB Full Kit Banter. And if you are not following us on Instagram, please do so. It takes like five seconds of your time at Full Kit Banter. Um, really does the channel and the the podcast a huge favor. And don't forget to share any like clips or episodes that we put up. Um, on to this week's episode. Uh, Cash is taking a seat on the bench for this week, but we have Nate back. Say hi, hey. Nate. Hey, guys. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. And we have BK and Lionel joining us again as per last week. Great to have the boys back on the pod. And we also had uh, the FKB Futsal Invitational this past Saturday. <laughs> um, I'm still feeling the effects of it, and it's Tuesday. Uh, it really sucks to be getting old. Um, <laughs> and I think most of our demographic are around our age, so I think most of them can uh, sort of vibe with that um who was your man of the match for for the the futsal invitational Ooh, Ooh. Okay, okay. One in particular. you can say no, yourself no, no. too if you feel like you <laughs> you balled out <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i think uh I, you you guys um your friend john right uh shout out oh, to, yeah yeah to john uh shout out john man he's a he's a great defender Actually, I was just talking Dude, to my brother. My right, brother was, was right, there as yeah. well. Yeah, he was he was really hard to play against. Yeah, there's the John I know, like, man. I, I, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, we used to dub him like Puyol back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. he became like a, a fraud on like Twitter. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, like he, he impressed me because we, we took the, the train together to uh, the cage. Um, and he was a bit nervous. He was like, oh, I haven't played in like five years or something like that. And I definitely call Cap. That didn't look like a man who hasn't touched the football <laughs> in five years. No, so. he's a he's a positional awareness and everything. Still You're got right. the touch, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I was actually yeah, impressed, yeah. like not not to say that I didn't think we would have a good game, but I was expecting like the two hours to be a lot more laboured. Mm. But yeah. surprisingly, the flow was like good, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. it was yeah, nice yeah, to yeah. get back on the pitch. Some people have made really some good, fine saves. If really I good so myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw that, saw that. Bro, um, but the, the, the like, fitness, man. I don't know what it was because I don't think I'm that unfit, but after, like, the 20 minutes I was gassed, I don't know whether it's because of the venue or yeah, it felt yeah. like we were playing a, like, high altitude. It was... Shout out Cage at Kalang for suffocating <laughs> us. <laughs> high altitude yeah, training right there. Uh, but I feel like the pitch got better. It used to be a lot more, like, Nah, it used to be. I, like nah, turfy. bro, I still I still hate the walls. Not gonna lie. Uh, oh yeah, the wall, the walls and, and fun, the short you, and the short ceiling. Mm. The what? The short, the short, oh, the short ceiling. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it could be raised a tad higher, I think it'd be nice. But uh, you know, but but I, no I, no one had any like no one has any long like term injuries, right? All came out of it unscathed. Yeah. Do we know? Or we don't know. No, no, I, but I the, but something the happened to your ankle. But the recovery period was surprisingly longer than expected. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm low key still yo, recovering from yeah. yo, yo, yeah, I had My ankle's fine. I, I had to like Just climb stairs back. and then I was like freaked out the next day. I was like, oh god. Stairs, like it's just so much stairs to climb and I was like taking my time climbing up like the thighs, man. They killed me. They killed me. Mine was like my calves. I, I don't know why like I think it's the way I hit the ball. <laughs> yeah, it's just I I don't know, man. I don't know how to play football anymore. But uh, yeah, and it looks like it's gonna be like a monthly thing. Yeah, hopefully. Oh yeah, it reminds me. I ha- actually have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean we got we got time. But yeah, I mean to the listeners, maybe someday we'll have like a 
uh, FKB squad versus listeners type of thing going. So I don't know. Hit us we'll, in the we'll DMs, man. If you are interested, if you are listening. Oh yeah, we're, yeah, we're looking well. to do do some things with the channel. So yeah, yeah, we'll. It's it was a good debut. It was a good um sort of kickstart to that whole futsal thing. So may it continue. Um, and I just realized none of us actually named the man of the match. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna oh. go out on a limb and say Cash was by oh, I was there. Cash I was and your brother cash. David actually. Yeah, yeah those cash were on my the man of the match. Technically, Cash got the most, no? So, he, yeah, Cash on my list. Mm. Mm. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm doing some prime Almiron things. I wonder if he's, like, on the Discord lurking somewhere. But, yeah, I don't think he is. If not, he'd be blowing up the Telegram channel. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun time. Um, and all, apart from that, there were some shocks this weekend. Uh, some pretty routine results um, in the Premier League. And... We're actually gonna, we're not gonna like sp- spoil. Like, I mean, not spoil. Everyone knows the results, but we're gonna take our time with this. Um, and since we have BK, and it was actually a player that BK has talked about several times on the podcast hey. that came up trumps at the weekend. Um, your boy Reese Nelson, man, doing the damage in Arsenal's um, convincing five 0 win over. Uh, Nottingham Forest. How how do you make of the whole performance as a whole, um, especially having to take a backseat to Man City um, after day one on Saturday? Um, I I wasn't worried about backseat. Honestly, like, I mean, we already knew from the start. Like, it was. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know how we're at the top three, but <laughs> it is. It is what it is. Uh, I think. Don't ask like, so many questions, man. Just just take <laughs> it as it comes. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking about... Uh, okay, I'll talk about my doubts first. Uh, Saka's injury and whatnot. Um, that, I mean, affected me. But, you know, the silver lining is that uh, Reese Nelson got uh, a chance to shine. I mean, I've been I, I've been eyeing this lad for a long time. Like, uh, I think even there was this interview with him and he said, like, when he was interviewed, he was like, you guys shouldn't be looking at me. You guys should be looking at Saka. Back when Saka was like, 17 and something like that he and actually said that wow yeah yeah that's kinda rare. yeah okay. he he like he said like saka is gonna be the next thing that shine and saka did and you know reese went on loan you know a couple of things here and there uh i think his last loan was to was it psv or uh, it, it wasn't on a dutch club I, I can't i can't remember which one it was i think it was psv uh but uh you know i think he did well there and I was hoping that he gets to stay in Arsenal this season rather than loading him out. Because knowing the way how Arteta plays, I think he would fit into the system. Just that he's a bit more winger-esque. Unlike Saka and Martinelli where they kind of cut in but they're comfortable mm-hmm. to play out wide as well. Uh, so it's great to see that he netted two goals coming in from a substitution. I was praying that he got his hat-trick. It'll do a wall of confidence for him. Uh, but you know the other goals from other players, uh, just it felt good. Uh, seeing Arsenal perform like that, it's been a long time coming. Uh, the only other thing that I was a bit gutted about, like Jesus didn't mm. get a goal in. I I know he got two assists, and I'm very happy. Uh, I just my my only real concern about this match, everything was thumbs up. Uh, clean sheet, Ben White played like a king as well. Uh, the only thing I really have on issues that Jesus is not netting goals in. I know mm. he wasn't primarily brought in for that. Uh, he fits very well in the system. 
Uh, it's just, I think, I would like to see him score more goals. I don't want him to slump. A bit more slump. of a killer instinct, right? A bit more of I, a cutting edge. Yeah, I just don't want him to slump like Lacazette, and that's my greatest fear. Oh, that yeah. he's 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 gonna, you know, just be the assist. I, I I'm very happy that he does what he does. It's just that I hope he just gets more time to. You, you know how Aguero was to, Man City. I mean, he he nets heaps of goals, but he was also there to like. Hand it to Silva. He was the whole package in a way. Yeah, and I was hoping that uh, Jesus would be like that. Obviously, now looking at it, uh, I'm not saying that he's bad or anything. It's just I just hope he gets more chances to mm-hmm. net goals in. Uh, the other boys are stepping up, but that's the only downside of the whole situation. I can see you just want him net more goals in. Would and, you think yeah? that he's he's actually gonna like end up the front three of us now are gonna end up a little bit like that prime Liverpool front three where. Um, Jesus in oh the middle he plays a bit like a Firmino <laughs> and he's like kind of assisting the other two because the other two on the on flanking him right Martinelli and Saka they score quite a lot of goals actually um, yeah and so I think it's yeah. it's the same Liverpool thing right you don't know who to mark anymore because it could be Bobby it could be Salah mm. it could be Mane like who do you really want to cap down on and then if you choose to not cap down on one uh, then what's going to happen from there so I think now like people mainly cap on Jesus, because he's the middle guy, uh, he's probably more experienced than the other two, but the other two are also show- pulling their weight, uh, doing what they have to do. Mm. I think with Jesus, it's... it's Lionel has watched Jesus pretty extensively in his time at Man City as well. This has always been sort of the issue with Jesus. Um, he's just a bundle of energy, uh, creative live wire, but it seems like when he's given time to or pick his spot he struggles it's almost like you need to he's a very instinctual player as like if you if you look at the goals he scored for Arsenal so far a lot of them are almost like first time finishes or he rarely scores like 1v1s so I think there's definitely a lot to be happy about if you're an Arsenal fan but he himself will know that he's going to be judged on his goals Um, so Maybe I I don't know. Depend it depends what his situation is in the Brazil squad for the World Cup. But if I do think he will make the team, but if for some reason he doesn't, then he could use maybe that month to work a bit more on the training pitch to start turning those half chances into goals. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much took my words. I'm just out. wondering yeah. where this forest was when Liverpool played them <laughs> because they were they were dreadful, man. Um, yeah. Uh, going back a, a a bit back to the norm, I would say, but yeah, I think Arsenal definitely like like you said earlier, a lot of people are still kind of not fully you know on the the train yet. Like they're still like waiting for that moment where City pull ahead. But I say, as long as you guys are still top, you know you can you have you have the right to dream, and and it's not like you guys are there by luck. You guys are there on merit. You know the the quality of your football is there defensively yes there have been times where we're a bit suspect but I think for the most part that back four even without one of your you know big summer signings in Zinchenko it still looks very solid and yeah. you I think you guys are going to be healthy heading into the World Cup break one yeah. of the things uh, that I really like about, about them right now is how good the how comfortable the midfield looks um, Xhaka and Pate like so comfortable mm. to the point that they're like sc- both in goal scoring form like I mean the the goal from uh Pate 
I think he scored in, two in two goals. He scored like games. three of those this season. Yeah, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm, so comfortable mm-hmm. for him. He just kind of, and you can tell that they kind of work on this, right? Because he he waits, and then the winger kind of like lays it into him, and then mm-hmm. he just runs onto the ball and hits it first time straight into top bins. Yeah, he looks super comfortable, and um, and I think that uh, have keeping him fit is really important to ensuring that uh, Arsenal ha- like mount a proper uh title charge. Uh, yeah. An injury to yeah. any one of them, and then I can see um the the season slipping away from them. But as long as and they that can that's keep kind them. of the biggest issue, right? With Arsenal is their eleven right now seems like it can challenge or compete with anyone in the league. But it's like with the Saka injury, it's a good thing Reese Nelson scored like two goals and looked lively because now I don't think the narrative is so much that Saka is injured because your replacement immediately steps up. But it's when you know. You start seeing like Party get injured or Shaka get injured, and you have to bring in the likes of Sambi Lokonga. Um, if Saliba gets injured, you know that's when the real metal will be tested, and ultimately, like that's why your your squad depth is worth its weight in gold, right? So, yeah, I agree. Let's I not agree let's not try to jinx it, but um, <laughs> I think that's Arsenal's biggest test is keeping everyone fit and firing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, I just no, no, I just put a correction. I just want to say that uh, it was Feyenoord, not PSV, that uh, there we was go. At. Oh, Feyenoord. Okay, yeah. right, right, all right. Yeah, good call. But uh, I guess on all of that note, uh, talking about people missed out on the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, Man City, Haaland, the robot, <sighs> the robot caught a cold. Lionel, <laughs> how are we feeling about this? Can I just say this bad for all the FPL <laughs> <laughs> managers? <laughs> yeah, I kind of like it though. It, it makes things a bit more interesting. Yeah, I mean, for, for those of, of us that play FPL like diligently week in and week out, you know, um, I think pe- people, especially like my brother, right? He says that, oh man, Harlan is uh, making FPL boring. He's making uh, FPL uh, have an obvious captain choice. The game is getting a bit boring I'm, I'm not interested anymore blah 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 but what I would say is that you know back to reality right um, Haaland missing out it's it's a huge thing um, how long exactly uh, we don't really have uh, a timeline we gotta we just wait wait out for Pep's updates but but what I would say is that um, you know uh, our deputy uh, Julian Alvarez I, I would say that you know there, there'll be a couple of people asking me after the match saying that you know um how how was Alvarez? Was he good? Um, he's not getting many goals this season. But to to me personally, I feel that you know it's a bit hard to judge. But what I will say is that um, Alvarez did get into a couple of good positions. He did uh, take shots here and there. But what I will say is that you know Leicester um, entered into the game with the mentality that um, I think it was Rogers. We're not g- we're yeah. not going to score. Yeah, <laughs> ro- yeah, ro- yeah. Ro- 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 Rogers <laughs> Rogers actually admitted after the game that. Um, their tactic was to to kind of line up like you know the, how the Spartans in the movie Three Hundred did. It's just <laughs> they, they just they, they just defended. Oh, well, wait, like, did, he, did he actually say that? Did he actually quote Three Hundred? No, 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 no. That, <laughs> that, that was just I something was I added. That was something I just added in. But he did admit that mm. you know the game plan was to defend as much as you could and somehow uh find a pass forward and get people like Vardy and Barnes charging which, forward. Which they did kind of. They were playing like a strict like. 5-5 five, five. Bro the first like half Was like a 5-4 Yeah it was like yeah, a 5-4 yeah, like Half one. their team was 
Not even half the team, like no, the whole everyone team. Everyone bar Vardy yeah. was camped in their penalty box. Yeah, 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 pr- yeah. pretty much. Uh, yeah, Lionel was right. Like he was calling it like to be like what uh. One what one nil yeah. yeah 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 I remember that he's yeah. like this is gonna be a boring ass match I was like oh yeah I watched the first half and I was like they do a glimpse glimpse of like you know like either one okay C- City was bound to score with their attacking pressure um and then like Leicester had a few glimpses here and there I think Harvey Bart yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 missed He missed a couple, man. I I swear. I, I was like, if His I'll be Vardy, yeah. bro, like I'll be quite pissed off, man. He missed out some of them. Um, and, and it's quite difficult, uh, Beaks. I think because when your team is under the cosh for so long, right, the moment you have sight of goal, you're just like, oh my god, okay, I have to get something on target. You oh, hundred really percent. And that's 100%. what separates the best players from like you know decent players like Harvey Barnes. It's they 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 are able to be a bit more patient, but I agree. Like I think Barnes was didn't put didn't put his head up on a few occasions, and maybe someone who was a bit more experienced or a bit more patient would have found the killer pass. But yeah, Leicester, I can understand. You know, it's Man City. Uh, I mean, who who was that's the one, who one took way to go at them? <laughs> I who, <guess. laughs> who took who who took uh KDB out uh. Outside the box, who took him down? Uh, I I, I, I no I, I think Hall? no I think it was um I can't remember some somebody tackled uh I think okay if I'm not wrong he tackled Grealish, yeah so right. uh was, oh, yeah, 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 yeah he tackled yeah. Grealish but uh Bernardo went in for the kill la. and honestly I didn't expect him to take that shot because usually in that kind of position he will whip in a pass and try to meet someone uh someone's head but. I think the the challenge. With, I think the reason why he took the shot is because he knew that Leicester were like all hands on deck and defending very compactly. So you know, might as well just give it a shot. And you know what a shot it was, man! Like, it was a beautiful shot. You have shot. that ability, like bruh, You can just. I would have the confidence to shoot from anywhere if I was KDB, and that was inch perfect. Like no stopping that. No keeper in the world saves that. And I know we give Danny Ward a lot of criticism. But Yo, he I he mean, performed well that night as he well. Could have done about that. Yeah, he, he, he did, did okay. Well. Yeah, he did yeah, okay. Yeah. I would say against that city front line. I mean, without Haaland, but he 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 held his ground throughout, except for that, uh, free kick. But it was a screamer. Um, but good shout out to Tillemans as well, man. Like he almost knocked one wow, back in. Almost scored a goal of the season, bro. Bro, I was like that pass. That there was some training ground shit, and then mm. I was like, oh damn, and you know, but Edison saved it. He he tipped it to the bar, right? If I'm right. Yeah. yeah, correct. I yeah, mean, yeah, he got, he got like a finger to it. Yeah, yeah. But since yeah. you're on this note, right? I I just want to mm-hmm. give a, just give a huge props to um Edison because if you all recall, right? Um, at the end of last season, or I think uh, after last season ended, I did mention that um, I felt like Edison, uh, is kind of dipping in form because so regressing. Mm, a bit yeah, he was regressing, and it's like yes, I remember Ali- this. Ali- Ali- was like. A huge standout, and honestly, I I still feel that as as poorly as Liverpool are this season, Allison is Bro, still. Allison would be like in yeah. Allison so <laughs> is still like one to me one of the best keepers, especially in like one on one situations. But what yeah. I would say this season is that Allison for the past couple of game weeks he has been doing quite well, and um you know the shot from Tillemans as as spectacular as it is, I think. We should commend the the save as well, lah. That wasn't oh, an easy save, man. Yeah, oh, of course not. Yeah, no, 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 no doubt. Yeah, I uh, would agree. I mean, like on that note as well. Um, much of the early episodes of season three of FKB were 
chastising Leicester, right? I'm pretty sure Leicester was my fraud watch nominee for like three games in a row. Um, but and to to their credit, right? They did. They or they have kind of worked really hard on rectifying a lot of the issues that were plaguing them at the start, like a lot of set piece issues, a lot of silly mistakes at the back. They they've kept. I think they've considered one goal in four games now, in the league, which is no easy feat. This regardless of whoever you play against. So credit to Leicester. They look like they're on the up. Um, and I might have just jinxed them, but <laughs> it is what <laughs> it is. But uh, I was a bit surprised at the way they went against City, especially without Haaland. I thought they would have taken a page out of Brighton's book and tried to be a bit more Oof. adventurous, especially at home. But Oof, um, Brighton. Yeah, I guess you're, you're damned if you do. <laughs> you're damned if you don't. But credit to Leicester. Uh, yeah, but we'll, you, we'll know, you know the they can yeah. Im- continue improving. Go but you, you know, the the funny thing was that, um, you know, at the start, like you mentioned, right, Leicester wasn't doing that well. And they were like, in re- like we kind of uh, said that, you know, they could be relegation fodder this season. And then it's like a sudden turnaround of form. Um, um, just a fun fact, right? Before uh, KDB scored that goal against um, Leicester, Danny, mm-hmm. Danny Ward actually went six hours without conceding a goal. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that stat alone is very impressive because I remember people um, saying that, you know, Ward should be dropped for their second choice yeah, keeper. Slay, slay I, him, I, right? Yeah, Iverson. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, it, it goes to show that um, Rogers, you know, having a manager that puts so much faith in you, right, it, it actually helps the, the players' confidence. And yeah. we can see how Leicester as a unit is performing that well now. And what I will yeah. say is that, you know, there, there was um, a post-match interview, right, uh, to which I think Pep, I, I'm not sure who, I think it was Pep asking one of the Leicester players, I think Madison, he was like, if you guys actually turned up the heat and played um, the re- played how you play against City in the remaining like 15 minutes, if you remember, they were like blasting forward, yeah, 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 very yeah, high pace game. and high high pressure, right? If they played that, right, for the entire 90 minutes, I think City would actually, um, would, would not have breezed through that easily. So I feel that, you know, if Leicester can actually um, put that, like use that um that uh football philosophy or the football model right into their subsequent games i think they can actually be scoring more freely and get more goals yeah, yeah. back to the old, old old school Leicester i yeah. mean like you know old school but like a couple of seasons back Leicester that full attacking yeah i think they're more offensive unit than a defensive one i would dare say especially now with Casper Michael no lang- longer there i mean i'm not shitting on what but like I mean, Schmeichel was pretty Ward dope. still has plenty to prove, yeah. Yeah. I mean, after the disastrous start he had, it, 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 you know, he's clearly been putting in the work. The whole defense seems to have been putting in the work. So, yeah. We'll have to... Let's still feel like a, a work in progress, which is... Well, I can't say the same for Liverpool, right? Which we'll be touching hey. on in a bit. But before we jump to them, right? You talked about Pep. Are we seeing the return of Pep Roulette? The ugly oh, side wow. of Pep Roulette? Yeah, I, I because think... I was shocked that he dropped. Uh, Foden, you can right? call it drop. You can call it rested. Yeah, it kind of surprised me. Yeah, so I I think um apparently um I I don't think Foden did anything wrong because you know usually Pep has I think there were rumors uh in one of the matches where you know uh Foden didn't square the pass to Haaland and then Pep something out in like the forty five fifth minute during halftime. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But I would say that you know um. I don't I don't see any glimpses of that. So it could be a tactical thing, but I personally feel that 
not having Foden, a player of Foden's quality in the squad, um, I think that it's quite damning lah. Like he, we we all know the player that he is, and we know what he can contribute. So you know, in the absence of Haaland, we we thought that he should be playing, but not seeing him in, um, it's kind of a head scratcher though. But I well I I I'd say that you know um. We got the result we needed. We got the three points. Mm-hmm. Agreed, um, agreed. But I would definitely yeah, but Pep, would like but to Pep see. Pep was sweating, man. Pep was sweating the whole game. Like he, you mean in the tracksuit? He's managed. <laughs> he's managed enough football games to know that that could have easily been like a one-one, especially with how much Leicester was pushing at the end. So yeah, yeah. I, I, Pep, Pep Roulette is is alive and well, and we'll, we'll have to see what happens at the weekend. Who's fit? Because the thing that surprised me also was you guys are through. Um, to the next round of the Champions League in top spot so there was really no reason to like rest players against Leicester because you all aren't really going to be exerting yourself in midweek so Pep continues to troll and there's nothing we can do about it but let's just watch on um, that being said right City still didn't really get out of second or third gear. Got the job done. Man, unlike I'm someone else, I'm the rundown we have. <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> at the rundown we have, and I'm just like, we're just yeah, waiting for you to say it. it. Spe- speaking of speaking it. of disappointment, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, right? Okay, like <laughs> wait, we're, we're wait, just gonna wait, jump wait. into Liverpool. Wait, Liverpool pass, has pass. become the Manchester United. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, you last season used to be Nate just dreading coming on the podcast. Now it's like me, like, and it's come to a point where I don't even know what to say anymore. Yeah, like every week is just like, oh, you yeah, can't blame McFred. <laughs> How the green exactly. fallen? <laughs> it's 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 P A A and Gomez the new McFred. Is well, oh. this one's hundred. This is hundred percent Gomez on this match. Uh <laughs> I mean, like when it? you're conceding goals like the one we conceded, yo, uh, for I, the for the first goal, you're like Im- immediately putting yourself behind at home. That's there's nothing. That's that's not down to tactics anymore. That's just like sloppy, you know, concentration and like, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of embarrassing to be honest. I I I can't remember which streamer I saw, and then he was like so psyched, and he was like say saying like. Oh, you know what? Uh, Rodrigo is never gonna get a goal against us. It's like I'm not gonna jinx this up right now, but like yeah. That. And the moment he <laughs> said that, right, Rodrigo scored, and he was like, "I, I knew it. I knew I should have said it." It's like talk about FKB curse, man. This guy is on a whole new level on that. Uh, but I'm gonna make things easier for us, la. Like the way I view things now, right? There are a few major glaring talking points. The first one is Van Dijk. Venda and Gomez, I put them together. Venda and Gomez. Second one to me is Fabinho. And I guess the third one would be Klopp to an extent. Um, as much as that pains me, but it's like starting with Venda and Gomez, like you guys, you guys have been watching Liverpool as well. Venda has always been a bit of, a, you know, his style is very much like he never panics. He's always like chill, right? And People can misconstrue that as laziness. But when it's working, you know, no one's going to criticize it, right? But this season, ever since the the aura defending against Valverde in the Champions League <laughs> final, <laughs> it's just looked 
so he doesn't look like the same player at all. You know, he still has his physical attributes, which people thought was gonna go away after he tore his ACL. He can he can still like jump and run with the best of them, but his like mental side of the game seems to have gone. He like switched off for the first goal and the second goal. Yes, first goal Gomez played a hospital back pass. Allison didn't exactly cover himself in glory either, but Van Dyke just stopped, man. He let Rodrigo just like waltz past him. And I don't know what what do you do you guys no, see I think it that's, the way I do? That's one of those cases where um uh strikers are just more al- alive to danger, you know? When a ball is played mm. like that, you as a defender, if I was Van Dyke and I saw like the ball it's going towards like uh my keeper, generally my first instinct is that I think my keeper's got it right. I'm not already right. trying to smell danger, but but strikers mm-hmm. are like that. They're they're looking at everything and then the minute the boys play Rodrigo who is behind and kind of in the blind spot of Van Dyke, immediately sees like it's all like this is very interesting but for football right, it's all just about quick mental messages like you look at that you're just like if I make the, the run uh, I can get there before the other two can and then so he just does it and then I think Nate, Van Dyke doesn't expect it to happen Nate is, is this what you were thinking about when we were playing football? <laughs> Yo, that's me all the time. <laughs> like I, I, I just had like that box. epiphany, like linked to it. I was like, <laughs> I'm wait, you're legitimately just to doing the mistakes. same thing. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, you you covered that right. Um, I thought the second goal was really down to, uh, shit, Gomez though. Second, like, I, uh, second goal was like, yeah, yeah. The the, sorry to cut you off, but the second no, goal no. reminded me of like, just. Liverpool, the Liverpool I sort of grew up watching Maybe not Bro. grew up Like maybe in like The early 2010s Bro, The second like goal they were, they, Yeah I, I they, were, they are just so Naive Like yes we are, we are obviously Chasing a winner At home against Leeds But That doesn't mean you Forget about your Defensive duties You know It's, it's almost like Leeds had 100%. the ball In the corner Yeah Liverpool were already Thinking about the counter attack I'm like hello You have to like Defend you have to at least get the ball back before you can counter attack. Man, you know, Go- like Gomez, Gomez did a trend, man. <laughs> Gomez and Van Dyke were like miles like, apart. Like they, no one, they, they, they yeah, no one was in the box. No one was taking yeah, down there's whoever no communication. It was. Yeah, it was, it was. And Gomez didn't even like sprint back after like that gap in between, like from the edge of the box all the way. Like it was just going, and then I was like, bro, the gap is so big. He has so much free space. And I mm. I mean he nicked the winner. It's, it's shocking la, how much yeah, shocking, how much shocking. how much gap how much of a gap there was there and like uh, we've seen Gomez's quality. There's there's a player there, but far too often he's just been found wanting. Like against Forest, um the the Forest goal came from him dallying on the ball and getting caught, giving away a foul. Uh could have done better on the set play, but ultimately I Put that down to individual error, and then arguably the two goals against Leeds were individual errors as well. So, um, you you can't hope to win games or even compete for like top four or whatever when you're making these kind of errors. And I pulled up a stat just now where Allison has made thirty nine saves in the league this season, which is the fifth. He's tied with Loris, but. He's only he's like him and Loris are the two so-called top six goalkeepers that are in that bracket. Like b- he's only behind Raya, 
Dean Henderson, who you expect to make a ton of saves because they're playing for Brentford and Nottingham Forest, uh, Pickford and Burnley. No, all four of those goalkeepers you would argue are like bottom half goalkeepers. Okay, like Fulham are doing well, but they have the worst defense in the league. Um, so, and Allison made seventy six saves all of last season. He's already like half there in like twelve games, which is insane. And it could be a lot like. It could be a lot worse, to be honest, but I'm scratching my head, man. I, I, I watch these games weekly, and um, it's in a way worse, a lot worse than the, um, the season where we lost six at home in a row because that one, we had two things to point out. We had the lack of defenders, and we had the lack of a crowd, right? Now it's I like, mean, you, s- you still have a lack of defenders <laughs> for what? Hey, facts. <laughs> 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 like yeah, the facts. Does uh, yeah, it's it's just mind-boggling, man. And we play Napoli tonight. As oh of shit! This recording. I'm not looking forward to that game at all. Uh, yeah, man. I'm 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 almost lost for words at this point because there was a time where yes, we were getting you know done away from home, and we could at least find respite in our home form. But after the loss to Leeds, I think a lot of fans are just like, "Oh God, like we're not safe anywhere," you know. Like, like maybe just maybe it's time to just write the season off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But writing yeah. the season off after like ten games is a bit of a bitter pill to swallow. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Um, and that's just the defense. I uh, without obviously hijacking this podcast, Fabinho has been one of my favorite players since he's come in. But he just looks like a shadow of his his former self, man. He's getting bypassed so easily. His tackling is is not what it used to be. Most like more often than not, he's committing fouls now. So he gets very early yellow cards, which makes him even more ineffective. And his inability his inability to cut out attacks leaves our defense so open, which then causes all these shots to come in on Ellison. So. Uh, I, I don't yeah. know guys It's alright We've all been there Except for Lionel We all have <laughs> 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 No, no but, what, but what I would say is that You know um, I think the World Cup Couldn't have come At a better time for Liverpool I agree Yeah like I think I, I think this is well. This is like Their saving grace And Fresh you know, start um, <laughs> and, and to me personally I I have seen I think um, I have seen the quality of Liverpool And how Liverpool has like you know, shown so much character. <laughs> yeah, but they have shown character. And to me, I personally am not writing Liverpool off yet because I still feel that we are only like 12 or 13 games in. But I think the major point or the point that um, defines Liverpool this season on whether they can make top four is during the next transfer window. You know, if they, if Liverpool are going to, if Liverpool um, signs players to address their main uh, their glaring problems, especially in midfield, um, I think they may still have a chance. But if Liverpool don't, then I think it's like the the club waving a white flag at admitting that okay, we but are. But that's we, the thing, right? Yeah. I I think Liverpool is like Arsenal in terms of transfer. We make shitty transfers in the January window, man, and like we just uh I don't know. It's weird. Like I don't think clubs should really rely on the January transfer. Although granted, to say like. Um, you, you know, like what Lionel said, like I think it could really help them boost 
their I don't know qualifiers or I don't know where they're going to be at the end of the season but it would definitely help it's just how far is that going to take because the January transfer is always a tricky window because you, you know it's going to be a long term or short term plan kind of situation they got Arthur on loan and look where that is now I mean pretty much Bro, Arthur didn't even Arthur like is injured dude he's like out for like yeah exactly months. Exactly right. It's, so it's, you can't sus. write. This, you can't write this stuff, dude. It's like Bro, it's, it's just so money farcical. laundering at its finest. It's so farcical. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I, like, I don't want to use the injuries so much as as um, as an excuse because every club deals with injuries, right? In a way, you have you have to prepare with your squad depth. But obviously, losing two left wingers is unfortunate. Um. But the reality is, I think a lot of these players now who have been coasting because we've been doing well are now being exposed. Like your guys like Curtis Jones, your guys like Trent to an extent, um, Gomez, even Van Dyke now is like real questions are being asked about him. Salah is still getting us the odd goal, but it just blows hot and cold right now. And Darwin is still like a mystery because one day he's like, one of our most um, dangerous looking players and then other games you're like even wondering if he's even on the pitch so uh, yeah I, I mean, I'm with you like it's not often I am excited about um, a Liverpool break coming up but I, I can't wait for the World Cup break to come because at, at the moment I I as a fan have no idea what we can do to turn this around and I'm sure Klopp is uh, scratching his head because he just seems to be getting saltier by the press conference and I talked about him uh, me having a bit of a bone to pick with him like don't get me wrong Milner like you know I'll I'll always have respect for James Milner but bring him on when you're chasing a game at 1-1 it's it's a bit how do I put this it's not very champion like (laughs) it's it's pretty desperate um, but that kind of shows where we're at, especially when our other new signing Ramsey is like yet to make an appearance. I'm starting to wonder is he if still this guy out? exists. He's playing he in the out? reserves, like he's building up his Bruh. fitness. But it sounds like some Saliba drama, Bruh, Like I don't know, man. Uh, is is Carvalho injured? Carvalho, I don't think is injured, but I think he needed a bit of a break too. And it's not like he's really been like setting team uh our our, our gameplay alight. He's a bit yeah. Need, he needs to be more of a squad player rather than like starting and and put pinning our hopes on him. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, rival fans must be loving it like, and I can completely understand because conceding a last minute goal to Leeds to lose at Enfield is pretty hilarious. It um, is. It's pretty Not hilarious. After <laughs> if if you thought you couldn't top losing to Nottingham Forest, like, well, you thought wrong. And up next we have Spurs, who I mean aren't in the best run of form, but at home you would fancy them. So, man. yeah, they actually just they just mounted a impressive comeback this weekend, uh, right? No, they're just Bournemouth being sloppy, but <laughs> Bournemouth <laughs> got a taste of the old medicine. <laughs> yep. Uh. Yeah, but I'll, I'll say the funny thing, right, is that um, of all teams, right, uh, it's it has to be... We, I don't think we expected Leeds 
to end uh, Liverpool or I would say Van Dyke's uh, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. a record of I think it was like 70 mm. games un- unbeaten at Anfield I think it was yeah. if I'm not wrong the last time they got beaten at Anfield was in 2019 if I'm not wrong probably yeah, so 2020 la, the, the yeah. we, we got beat 6 times what yeah, the, that that COVID season. So maybe that was the last of it, and then yeah. But I, Van Dyke was I, I injured that season, so yeah, he he technically he didn't have his streak hit, but broken. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but, but now, now it's, gone. it's gone. So oh, <laughs> they all see or not? Like, we all he was so desperate to keep the streak intact. He was pretty much playing as a striker. Cause he <laughs> scored like the eighty nine minute right. Then he was just like f this, and he started. He just went up for like every attack. <laughs> I mean I'm not no sure those clock instructions but uh yeah man uh, it's it's getting it's getting a uh, tougher yeah, to it's watch getting these a bit gloomy I mean I I know I'm preaching to the choir talking to like an Arsenal and Man United fan uh, you guys definitely like <laughs> there's no love Bro, I was, I was celebrating no more no more <laughs> done there, celebrating. Nathan, Nathan is out of the gulag man exactly <laughs> exactly so yeah it is what it is la. it's one of those things you have to take on the chin and uh, uh yeah Klopp, yeah let's man, go needs to, needs to sort this out um on that note let's go unite yeah like uh once again man united going under the radar it was a it was like a monday kickoff or like a late like a sunday like a monday morning kickoff i should monday say monday morning yeah um mm. so safe to say i didn't catch that game but once again united grinding out a result and i think that's kind of been their mo this season which I mean, isn't the worst thing in the world based on previous seasons, but um, how do you make of, well, like, like, this is, like, directed to Nate, what, what do you make of, like, the, the sort of resurgence under Ten Hag? I think the only, like, blemish since um, that Brentford game was obviously the defeat to Man City, but since then, I would say you guys have been pretty consistent. I don't know if that's mm. exactly a fair thing to say, but Yo, yeah, he's all been going under the radar, picking up points. Yeah. I think, actually, if I can use the term, I don't think consistent is the word because Mm -hmm. there are some games, especially like the one against Tottenham, where we actually were really good, really controlled the game. I wouldn't say that was the case um, against West Ham. Against West Ham, the game was a little bit more cagey, especially in the last 10, 15 minutes, where uh, West Ham... Um, were almost able to to draw level or or even score a couple of goals, but um, thanks to to De Gea really and and some really good defending by um, Harry Maguire. <laughs> I can't believe Harry I just Maguire. said that. Bro, it's <laughs> the World Cup aura. <laughs> Martinez is really well, yeah. Martinez no, Martinez was was solid impressive. the whole game actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Yeah. So this kind of um, I think what's good this season with under Ten Hag is that. Uh, such games, I think, in the last few seasons, we would have probably lost. Actually, we were, I could see us going one 0 up and then kind of letting the game slip away, and then letting teams back into it. They would get equalizer, and then the team would look more deflated and stuff. But this season, we are actually seeing um, like a lot of passion and heart from the players, which is really nice to see. Um, they are doing exactly what you said. We you want to see more from Liverpool, like. In times where you are not sure whether or not you you shouldn't even be thinking about attacking first. It's defend first, ensure that you're you've you've covered um, your 
your your defense and, and don't let them score first and foremost. Even kicking the ball out of bounds just so that you can regroup and get back into shape is is what the United team are doing a lot more this season. Instead of trying to be cute and trying to, to play the ball back to the keeper, hold possession or um, try to dribble out from the back. I think I think uh, with, with players like Casemiro coming into the team, yeah, it's starting to see them play a little bit more calmly uh, with more assurance. And now the new midfield three of um, Casemiro, Eriksen and Bruno is like an amazing midfield that I think this is what United have been kind of needing for so long. Uh, the assurance at the, at, in the centre defensive position uh, and then the ability to just um, ping passes all around the pitch with uh, the ability of Eriksen and, and Bruno is is giving United a lot of um yeah a lot of uh kind of um, pleasure actually we're really seeing them play a lot better um but the thing that has really kind of impressed me is some players who I didn't think uh would be able to improve so much uh and and seeing their form improve greatly is players like Diego Dalo mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah he's he, mentioned a lot yeah he's really the one player that I didn't have high hopes for whenever we discuss like um. The right back positions. It's always I think between he really kicked on and James. after his spell at Milan. I think yeah, that really yeah. gave him a lot of confidence, and almost seeing himself get a second chance at United. I, I think he. You I know, think he he has faced uh AWB out man. I, if anything, I think he he's cementing that spot. Yeah, there are 100%. times where he's playing like almost like prime Cancelo, actually. <laughs> like like in especially in some games he. He's got this attacking quality now. I'm not I, taking I, that I, back. I, I agree. <laughs> he's, he's been very <laughs> impressive. Yeah. He he has the defensive side of him first and foremost, which is which is good to see. Um and and yeah, uh, I think Shaw is also making a bit of a comeback as well. Um, that that position is still I think up for rotation. I think I also like um Malaysia, but. Uh, Shaw, especially now with the World Cup coming up, he's, I don't know if he will go, but he does, he is one of the most senior uh, players in the left-back position, him and Chilwell. Um, so I would think that he may still get a chance to go. Um, and he's definitely um, showing why he should be chosen. He's he's really good at, at, at getting all the way down to the byline and, and, and crossing. He's a bit old school if you think about it. A lot of your more modern um, left backs, left wing backs like to cross early. Um, they like to whip the ball in and then have their strikers run in on the ball. But Shaw does a lot of overlapping runs straight down to the to the to the byline and um, and yeah, he puts a lot of good balls into the box. So it's good. I think we're generally seeing uh, an overall improvement in a lot of positions for United, which is very heartening to see. The only position that is still a little bit questionable is the striker position, actually. Mm. Um, for for even though we did win this game, it wasn't convincing, and I didn't see us produce a lot of um goal scoring opportunities. Um, if if and I don't have the stats to back it up, but just looking at the game, I think West Ham probably got uh, more dangerous shots. Uh, and it's only because of De Gea's like cat like reflexes that we that he kept us in the game. Especially the one that comes to mind is the header from Kurt Zuma, right. and then. That that last song. funny you mentioned cat like, and <laughs> in the same sentence. <laughs> Sorry, go oh. on. <laughs> and, the, and the rocket shot from. I Rice. totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I also I totally forgot about that, but yeah, thanks for the reminder. 
cats. De Gea, by Zuma the way, like just um, I think it was just announced today that he didn't make Spain's fifty-five men squad. Can you believe it? Fifty-five. How like how are you gonna have a fifty-five men shot? I mean, just That's look just at the ridiculous. He's left out of the top five goalkeepers. That's criminal. That's just criminal. That is a criminal. No, I think uh, <laughs> Luis Enrique just has an agenda against He's him. Just, yeah, Luis Enrique is very much um, Barca only. Not just Barca only. Like. He has favorites, like, and it's very obvious. I mean, I understand mm. that Unai Simon is probably number one, but how are you picking? Um, Kepa's right, also like probably Sanchez over. I don't even think Kepa's in. I think it's Sanchez. S- Sanchez was pretty on Sanchez, though, right? But Sanchez always has that, like, dumbass moment in him. <laughs> like, I swear, every not game he week, has, like, not he even the one okay, fantastic saves, and he does Red. one really incredibly stupid thing. Exactly, like just jumping a bit to the the Chelsea Brighton game. Yeah. Um, that header from Havertz, it was right at Raya, uh, at at Sanchez. And then he kind of like dodges it and lets the ball go in. I don't know if y'all saw that. I it did. wasn't a very he, great... I was yeah. thinking more of like the... Um, even against Liverpool, he made like kind of... He like punched the ball against one of his defenders. Against Man City, he like charged out. Knowing full well that Haaland is like incredibly quick. So you're better off just staying on your line. But anyway, I digress. Uh, it, it, I find it interesting you brought up the striker position. And no love for, for Rashford. Getting his hundred for the club, um, oh yeah, no, I think um, no, yeah, I I really am am super happy for Ashi. I think he's uh, and especially the comment that he made after about how he's been struggling in the previous season with his um, just his own mental state and 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 how he hasn't been in the right frame of mind. I think this season we are really starting to see the Rashford that we know and love at United and. It's it's good to see him back into scoring form, Can especially you now. Rashford with Ronaldo's finishing. Actually, we're starting to see it. Rashford doesn't usually score with his head that much. Bro, bro, bro watch but your words. You're gonna FKB this. Okay. No, then but he, Rashford is. He doesn't Rashford score <laughs> enough. He doesn't Rashford, score enough goals. Rashford has always found himself. He has the ability to get in great positions, but it's always his finishing that lets him down, which is yeah. weird because his finishing at the start of his career was like rather clinical. Which yeah, is the reason why I, think I, I suspect like a, sh- a shot. I'm not even sure who is the who whoever is the striker coach. Maybe it was Sosha, but whoever is the striker coach of the academy was producing some really clinical strikers. I mean, um, it, it there were people like Greenwood as well, super clinical. Rip. Like his yeah, yeah, I and I'm still like I'm not I'm not really keen like I don't want to have him back at United because of like the whole scandal sure. and everything. But like sure. with with what it is, um, just looking back, I mean, he and Rashford had really good clinical shots and stuff. Um, so yeah, now Rashford just opts for power usually instead of placement, which yeah, is I why he he, he a rips a lot of his shots. Um, they're generally still on target actually, but uh. Yeah, right out of the, the school of finishing from Jamie Vardy. Uh, <laughs> but on that note, right, like, look at Man United's uh, striking options. You have, okay, obviously Greenwood is out of the picture now. You have Ronaldo, who's probably on his way out. Um, you have Rashford, and you have Martial, who does seem to always be, you know, either injured or he's like a purple patch kind of player. 
w- mm-hmm. now that you guys have finally like sorted out the defensive midfield position at least for like the next four-ish years, right? Would do you think mm-hmm. the that striker role is something that y'all have to really look into in both in January and in the summer? Yeah, I think so. I think w- one thing that we didn't do, um, even though like Marshall came back when Cavani was going out, was we didn't really replace Cavani, who was the out and out striker. Um, Marshall coming back is actually just more competition for players like uh Rashford, Sancho, um, on either of the wings. Cause Marshall, even though he can and I actually do like him, uh, playing in the center, he doesn't have that. Um, striking ability like Cavani or Ronaldo which it has a more all-rounder kind of hold up and um, um, kind of presence in the box kind of forward a bit like Haaland right um, they have a little bit of that whereas Martial is really more of a ball to feet player take it a little bit early and then drive into the box um, and, and he dribbles a lot so th- there is a, a bit of difference in style so then you would then have to kind of change your gameplay slightly to accommodate your striker so in that case I would definitely be looking to bring in uh, a striker in, in January actually but I, I may see that because Ronaldo is still there um, that we may only go into the transfer market for a striker next summer I mean January is always like a tough ask right and um yeah, the whole Ronaldo thing. I think the sooner it's it's sorted out, the better. But do you have anyone in mind that you would like to see United go Romeo for? Romeo Lukaku. <laughs> Lukaku. I'm pretty sure no. we've seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> um, the famed Pokkaku 69. Get Stormzy in. Uh. We I'm couldn't sure, tell the I'm difference. Sure now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... I think we were discussing this uh, in our chat. And like the name Blahovic... He's really the kind of striker that I think would, would fit that role. Powerful, um, quite uh, kind of like able to drive into the box. He has a really good shot. Serie A merchant. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the, 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 the Serie A attacks is, is something that, I mean, we don't know many strikers that come from Italy that do very well, Alaska Maka. But uh, in, the, in the case of Lajovic, I can see him kind of really trying to 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 come up to the competition level to to see how he stacks himself against other strikers of the same kind of pedigree like uh Darwin Nunes and I mean early Haaland's <laughs> a little bit of a level above <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> I mean so it'd be someone yeah, like yeah. Darwin Nunes yeah. actually to just come in to see like okay um th- that same kind of gameplay I think uh he he would be someone that I'll be keen to bring in mm. but this is yeah. a, this might be a hot take but I think Vlaovic gets into any of the big six. I really do. I, I watched him a bit and in in Juve's shit storm of a season he is like their one bright spot. Um I mean there's that Illing Junior guy who's like seemingly burst out of nowhere like for Juve and he's kinda exciting but yeah Vlaovic probably stuck at Juve for a while. Um there are talks actually that Conte might be Sweet to rejoin the club uh, So if you're a Spurs fan you Best pray that that isn't the case But Vlaovic to United Might Maybe in the summer I think it really, it really depends Who is at Juventus And where they finish in the season But I wouldn't rule that out at all um, I actually think Isaac Before joining Newcastle Would have been a great fit for United um, mm, mm. 
But yeah, Newcastle right now mm. seem like they have an embarrassment of riches up front, right? Which mm. I think uh, leads us rather nicely into this week's fraud watch and boss watch. We have quite a few candidates for both, which is why you might have noticed that we didn't really talk in depth about Chelsea and Spurs and Newcastle as well. Um, who wants to get the ball rolling? You can either go fraud or, or, or boss. It's really up to you. You can go both if you want. We've got a bit more time. Mm, I think let's stay on the on the note of uh, Newcastle while we're on it. Um, I managed to kind of catch that game as well. And Newcastle are like... I mean, we were just mentioning about how uh, they have an embarrassment of riches, right? But they haven't exactly... Flexed yet Exactly you know? It's not like That's the like, thing that scares they haven't me the spent most like, They haven't spent like FU money yet Like really I think they've They've be actually been spending Quite conservative mm-hmm. Conservative Oh my gosh I can't English Conservatively <laughs> <laughs> Exactly I got you um, Thanks man uh, hey. Yeah so At this point They have I mean Gumaresh Bruno Gumaresh Was uh, uh The signing Probably the biggest signing That they brought in Was it not Isaac? Oh, really? Actually, that depends, yeah, on how you see it. I thought, okay, in terms of uh, amounts, I think Isaac was more. Yeah. But, and, and maybe name. I think, um, yeah, I agree with Nate. I think the, the the number of people chasing after Bruno was perhaps what makes more. it a bigger signing. Like, mm. it, it felt like a coup that they got him. Isaac, I think, for that price, not many, yeah, not many clubs were, like, willing to dish out that much I know Arsenal were looking at him before they, they signed Jesus but yeah. for like 60 to 80 million I don't think many no, but I'll say that the, I'll say that the the, I'll say that actually um, value aside right I think one of the I think Newcastle's key signing was Kieran Trippier man oh, yeah. oh 100% yeah he was he was signing. like the first signing right of the Saudi era yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Very oh, that was a good signing it's interesting yeah. also because like on that note, like they went for an experienced English player just to kind of like cont- immediately he comes in and becomes like their captain as well. So that kind of shows the intent of the manager of how he maybe wants like a like a commanding person in the team as well. Um, because actually, if you look at Eddie Howe, he's not like a Klopp or a Pep or uh, like the any of the managers that we know that like to yell from the touchline a lot you know mm-hmm. he's a bit more um just Measure, there observing yeah. right and then he probably does most of his talking in the, during the halftime um and so yeah it's i think that that the signings that he made were so kind of calculated and and really 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 smart signings and and i think what he's done with the current squad that he's had he's gotten so them playing like really good and that game against um the uh the last game that they played um Villa right? Wilson Villa. Y- yeah yeah but again I mean Villa's not in in very good good form and Mings okay is on fraud watch for me so that's <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> let's put them in together <laughs> Mings is terrible I hope he doesn't go to the World Cup that guy is like he's in <laughs> who, who, wait really who, bad who, who, who who's worse Mings or Maguire would you start <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I'm sure there are other English centre backs that you can take. I think Please start Ben White Maguire oh. against the US. <laughs> put John Stones and Ben White. John Stones I was impressive, man. John Stones is like, yeah, yeah. So ben White is playing kind of like right centre back now, isn't he? Yeah, or but they have so right many back. more right backs, so I, I I guess that's pretty covered. 
Right, right. I um, mean, at this point, Trippier has to be the starter, right? Reese James is out. Trent is like barely a footballer at this point. And still, you still have Carl Walker as well, yeah. But no, Kyle I, Walker I think he would still take as well. He would still take Trent, wouldn't he? I don't. I don't know, man. Like, oh, I, I don't know. He, we'll oh. find out. <laughs> Trent. Kay. He might take Trent just because of his ability, like to play uh, as a potentially DM. play as a CM or like whatever. Second <laughs> CAM. <laughs> I swear, if he performs as CM <laughs> during the World Cup, uh, I mean, bro, he he has to move dead, move move back down to there. But the CM position is filled, right? I mean, you have Bellingham, Bellingham and Rice, bro. That's that is a yeah, yeah man. That is a quality midfield pair right there. Um, I guess it's really how he formulates. Like, was it five? Play Southgate after five all. Three. <laughs> Southgate yeah. is one of the king frauds. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. be shocked uh, if he totally bamboozles us, bamboozles us with yeah. his uh, lineup. Um, oh, but another well, but another player that could make it into the the squad from is from Newcastle, right? I mean, what, Wilson, uh, their striker. Yeah, he's he's looking pretty ice cold this 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 past few games. Not he doesn't really have um the the goal return compared to other strikers, but uh if you just look at this weekend alone, and that shouldn't be like your benchmark, but mm-hmm. Rashford. And Wilson both are are trying to to put their names into the to the hat, you know. To, no, to be no, speaking of speaking of strikers, right? Do you think that Sterling should actually be first My choice? My guy, now? I was just about My to guy. say. Mm, I mean, if he's playing at right wing back, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't fault him, right? He's, what, what he's placed our position, right? I yeah. really wish Sash was here because I have so many questions about the wing backs for Chelsea. No, but didn't like, didn't Potter play play like R- R- Sterling as a wing back last week or something? He did again. And he failed he terribly. Did, he yeah, but the question yeah. is why? Sterling. I don't know, bro. Yeah, so 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 <laughs> I'm putting Graham Potter <laughs> as fraud watch for my pick. Like, um, bro, like let it go, man. Like clearly that 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 wing back thing is not working out for Sterling, and like just let him be up top, man. Yeah, I, I remember my when because I, I was watching the Chelsea Brighton game, my brother. So when the line when when the lineups came out right, yeah, no, <laughs> no, when the when the lineups came out right, he was like, "Oh my goodness, this is like, it's like glimpses Tuchel. of Thomas Tuchel." <laughs> <laughs> Football terrorism is back, bro. I I mean I don't know, man. It's too late to change his. Time to uh, save all the chat about it when Potter joined Chelsea. <laughs> Why you say chat? <laughs> I don't uh, know, like, it, I, like seeing Pulisic get destroyed by Estupinan and um, who is the other? I mean, that we had that Japanese fella, uh, um, Mitoma, Mitoma, Mitoma. But th- there was yeah. Estupinan and someone else always playing the the one two versus Pulisic, and Pulisic was like just like a deer in the headlights. He's just like, Bro, he's like, do I, like, do I stay? Do I go? Like, oh my, like, what do I do? Um. Hmm. On 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 that note, so uh, b- before you guys get on, uh, I mean, my my nominees are pretty straightforward. For our watch, uh, Graham Potter and my my boss watch would actually be Brighton for nailing that four nil, uh, mm. down. It was so Brighton in the stars, yeah, right? Man. Like the like the Zerbi's first win as Brighton manager against the former Brighton coach. Potter's first yeah. defeat with Chelsea against his former club. It's yeah. the most yeah, rich yeah. sport mm. on the planet. Yeah, but I think for those of, of us that were watching, right, you could tell that, you know, Brighton fans were so angry. Like, the stadium was boo. in such Kukurela a hostile atmosphere. Was feeling boo. Yeah, boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the atmosphere was so hostile, but I think, um, and, and I think that kind of affected, like, the, Chai- 
the the Chelsea squad psyche, and I think it also kind of like did did a toll on Porter as well, lah. You could see that he was quite, he had a, like a heart in uh mouth moment mm. or many moments, uh, actually. It, it also doesn't <laughs> help that like, mo- mo- most of his players probably knew like the the biggest deficiencies in his tactics. Like I mean, they, yeah, but you could say like, the other way around, right? Like that Porter knew the Brighton team as well. Mm. Perhaps he knew individual know. weaknesses, but do I, I? I just think like yeah, you Chelsea you was could like it that way. Chelsea was just being run wrecked, man, by the flanks and all that, and playing that five three two or whatever. Clearly, the wasn't working. Uh, for yeah, the, the cutbacks were really hurting Bro, them. Yeah, man, the first two goals were really so obvious, and then like fairly down the road, I was like, I, I, I don't even. The same thing keep happening over and over again through the course of the match, and. Nothing was changed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Chelsea could have knocked a few in. Uh, Sanchez was weirdly on form, I guess. Um, and then, like Trossard as well, I was just pushing the defense a lot, and you could see the three centre backs were tracking back a lot, like a lot, trying to cover up for the spaces, and you know nothing changed. Uh, yeah, pretty much. What were Chelsea play like? a back three, right? Is that right? Because I, f- I feel Chelsea, like... yeah. Like, Thiago Silva's always alone. It's just him in the in the middle. So you saw him, like... He made some good saves, like, off the line and stuff. But for a lot of the games, it's just him trying to shepherd against two strikers. And it's it's yeah. almost like a 2v1 situation for, for Silva. And then the other um, defenders, like Chalabar, trying to, to get back just to help yeah. him out. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm wondering why they don't... I don't know. I mean, I understand the three at the back is like that, but but there's no kind of protection, and and your only defender who's trying to hold the line against uh, two strikers is like a thirty six year old. I mean, yeah. his positioning is really good. Um, he's like he's like John, but he's <laughs> like <laughs> besides that, it's so tricky. The 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 players at Brighton are so pacey. I think that's yeah. one of the things. And Trossard is uh well, he's 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 definitely gonna. Make it into the to the bedroom squad. I don't know if he's already been called up in previous. Oh, I think he has. I think he's been there he for has? a while. Yeah, I think he has. Yeah. Oh, okay. My my question about Trossard for you guys, right, is. I don't know if this is sort of like a flash in the pan or if he's here to stay because, last season. They were playing like similar tactics and similar formations, but he was never this, um, lethal. Not lethal, but he was never this sort of. There, damaging right? up like front right? he was more yeah. of like a you know support player so I mean but it's it's, it's exciting like he's he's showing himself to be like a very dynamic and, and exciting player and I know Sash is a fan of his and in a way he must have been hurt by the goal but at the same time he must have just been like uh, I've always known that this guy had it in him so I think he reminds Trussard me a lot of, of no yeah go for it no no I was just gonna say um, it'll be interesting to see if Chosa can keep it up for the rest of the season and kick on because I've seen this type of player like so many times, you know, like you have uh, a really strong Andy purple Carol. patch and yeah, yeah, exactly. You have a really strong purple patch and people get a bit carried away. But um, I would say of all the, especially against Liverpool, like he looked electric. Um, City, he looked electric as well. And now against Chelsea, he was the main tormentor in chief, especially in that first half. Yeah, I think one of the 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 players that would be very similar is um, 
Jared Bowen from last season. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. It, it, he's giving me that kind of vibes. Like, mm-hmm. uh, plays on the wing. He's really fast and he's really clinical this season. But we've seen the drop off from Jared Bowen this season. So you're right. Mm-hmm. It could be a flash in the pan moment. But mm-hmm. as long as he's in form, he's make and he's peaking right at the moment before the World Cup. This could be a good run for him. Yeah. What about the two of you guys? You guys haven't mentioned your fraud watch. My fraud watch would probably be Sterling because... And I don't know if this is Sterling or Potter because I can't expect Sterling to perform to the best of his abilities when he's playing as a right wing back. But at the same time, I'm also thinking to myself, like, what is Sterling doing in training to make Potter, like him in that position I know like he doesn't really play with winger so wing back is the closest you can get to a winger but just doesn't work man um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also think uh, in many ways Bournemouth on front watch for giving up those two goals against Spurs yes you know like yeah, they, were always, they were always up against the cosh against Spurs but when you go 2-0 up and you, you then sort of capitulate at home it's you can't help but um, look at it as an as an abject failure. Uh, I think v- if Villa was still under Stevie, it would be a big, big, um, you know, a, a a big embarrassment. But I think they are kind of like in in ORD mode slash transition phase where they're just waiting for Emery to come in. So I guess I can close one eye. Um, I think there are more bosses this week than frauds, in many ways. Like I I give a lot of credit to Spurs. Um, after losing two on the bounce to then potentially being three defeats on the bounce to come back in that manner. Um, I give a lot of credit to them and Conte. Um, Ivan Tony really disappointed. I thought Mm -hmm. he would do um, bits against Wolves, but both Brighton and him never really showed... Not Brighton. Both Brentford and him never really showed up. Um. So I guess I would narrow it down to Spurs as a collective unit for bosses and probably Potter as the fraud for this week. Not to say he's a he's not a like don't get me wrong, Potter is a great manager, but he just got it completely wrong against Brighton. Yeah. What about Lionel? Yeah, so okay, I think for me, um I think it's undeniable that Brighton and Joe Gomez did well. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah. Nah, oh my God. I, I'll say that I, th- I think I'll go with like the boss watch first. Uh. So mm. I think it's undeniable that you know Brighton have impressed all of us this week. You know, beating four one, it beating Chelsea four one, it's never easy. No easy. And I think feat, this yeah. is, I, and and I, I believe this is Brighton's first ever home win against Chelsea. I, oh right. If, yeah, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. So I think. Um. Okay. I, this is not my boss watch. I'll I'll say later. But the honorary mention I'll say is to. Okay, I, if I'm not wrong, his name is pronounced as, uh, Estupinian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he he really ran ran the, he really the ran the show channel, in the first yeah. couple of minutes. Yeah, the the left channel was dominated by him, mm-hmm. and and I would say that his link up play with, um, Cancedo was like really good, but yeah, I think he's someone that I I believe Brighton just got him in to replace um, Cucurella, and. He really is playing at the level that um we expected Kukurela to play at in Chelsea. So it's quite a slap in the face. La. But I would say that my um boss watch would be 
um, Ward face Ward fast from Leicester like this new Afro kid on the block yeah. <laughs> um, he, he really he really has brought a lot of like sanity to Leicester's defence uh. like Colocini reborn I, I, yeah it's like Colocini exactly Colocini reborn he, he's someone who is playing with a lot of maturity for a player that you know I think most of us don't really know who he is but when, when I saw he, when I see him um, fill in the shoes of Johnny Evans who has been absent for quite a while I think he's de- he has been doing a fantastic job like oh is he the the Belgian centre back uh paired with the, the uh there was three at the back right yeah um he's paired uh, with uh Soyuncu and yeah 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 uh, he, he pretty much beast. came in to replace Fofana he was a beast bro yeah I think he's he's flying under the radar man he's so underrated and and like I think he's he's like their linchpin at the back like he's what Soyuncu was supposed to be but yeah yeah but I would say that you know much credit to to this guy like. mm. I think he's someone that we should definitely watch I think I think yeah. it, that's a great point you brought up uh, watching the Leicester City game a lot of the good work Leicester did actually came from him like he had the the courage to be the one bringing the ball forward and driving past that Man City that you know the first line of defence for Man City and in many ways him bringing the ball up to, to play in the likes of Tielemans who then picked out Barnes was one of the rare moments where Leicester were actually like trying to be offensive. I still think he has a bit um I've watched a few Leicester games and Fast has athleticism. He is a good ball playing defender, but at times he just has that lapse in concentration. I think one very notable example is against Bournemouth, the game they lost. So even more so he's like he's almost like a hybrid of like David Luiz and Colochini. And it's not just the <laughs> hair. Um, <laughs> like, I, I really like defenders who can Every sort of drive, drive the team <laughs> forward. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's not very one-dimensional, you know. Like, he's able to, to spray passes, but also um, with a drop of a shoulder, he can sort of bring the ball forward, which I think is a very important trait uh, for your centre-backs in the modern game. Um, but yeah, that, that, was a, that was a excellent nomination. Surprised yeah, no one brought up more Liverpool players. Is it is it just because we're getting used to Liverpool like losing? It does does yeah, it can't be a dead horse, <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly, right? It's like oh, how many times can I nominate Gomez? Yeah, but but I would say that you know from my four watch, and I'm quite surprised that none of you have brought it up. It's none other than Diego Costa, man. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, man. I mean, it's, it's just like yeah. no, water is wet. He's just doing his thing, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it's like you know, Wolves. He's not a fraud. That's just his game. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's like Wolves. Wolves brought him in and gave him the opportunity to make uh something of himself. And like we all know that he has quality. But come on, man, a player of his maturity and experience, right? To do such a thing, uh, to do such a thing in the Premier League, especially at like the nineties, ninety seventh minute. And for like to do that while your team is relying on you to save them and get them out of when the relegation zone. When you have no zone. strikers, right? Yeah. Yeah. He I, checked I, out, man. I, He's I, like, yeah, yeah, nah, mate. Yeah, I, I think it's like he already. It's like he already waved the white flag on his his time in Wolves. Like, you know, to to be honest, when like when a player like uh Darwin Nunes did it, did the same hit thing, right? Like we were like. Yeah, he was like crucified and he were like and then people <laughs> were trying to defend him saying that oh you know this guy is still young, he's still he's still growing, you know, uh he still needs time to mature. But Diego Costa is already a polished 
a polished gem lah. So like, what like you can't be doing this in the Premier League, man. Especially <laughs> with your team, especially with your team, fully depending on you to get goals. It's I know the laws of red card don't apply to. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I can't believe very, that Lino very, said very that he's a polished shots. gem. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, but I mean, as in Costa. As in shenanigans aside, he he we know that he can definitely score goals la. Like he's a, he's he's kind of like um, traditional number nine, but like very a very strong traditional number nine. And my I think my brother my brother was like you know that my I I remember my brother saying that you know ever since DDA dropped bar right, there's like Costa was the only one who came close to being that kind of through and through striker. So um. Yeah, I think we were all. I think most football fans were kind of excited to know that he, of his return to the Premier League. But oh so man, far like, it's been a dud, man. He just yeah. he just seems like a few paces behind. Like he he was never the quickest, but man, now he's just like he looks like he's like trotting through mud. Um, yeah, I I'm with you, man. And he just doesn't have the supply, um, which you would expect from your likes of Neves and and even like Guedes. So. Yeah, Wolves are, are quite diabolical to watch at this point. Um, so yeah, great shouts. I really like the fast shout and I like the um, Costa shout. To be fair, all the boss watch and front watch shouts have been on point. Um, but with that, right, I think we're ready to wrap, uh, as BK so aptly put it on, on our chat. Uh, any final parting comments? Anything to... Do we uh, miss anything out, you think? I think we just gotta give a shout Newcastle as well for beasting it through. I mean, Cash is not here, but Cash would have wanted it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. I mean, they did well. They did well. It's good to see them on the rise again. I think uh, I would say they're, they're probably the most consistent side right now, barring Arsenal. I feel they are like City. just pulling like a Leicester kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Le- Le- Leicester never spent. 80 million on a striker so ah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get what you're saying they're, they're punching above their yeah, weight yeah. so they might yeah, have to yeah. reassess their own targets during the World Cup break yeah, so the, yeah yeah man yeah. we'll see they could find themselves in the top 3 by by game week 16 so who knows man who knows um, mm-hmm. but yeah thanks BK thanks Lionel thanks Nate always a pleasure chatting with you guys uh, to our listeners, if you made it to the end of the episode, we appreciate y'all greatly. Don't forget to follow us at FullKitBanter on Instagram. Um, and I know our YouTube has been a bit dusty since the uh, frauds of the season stuff, but we're going to be um, throwing more content on there. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. And with that, hope you guys have an excellent rest of the week. Take care, and we'll catch you all real soon.